we have seen around 38% less abandoned cart, so higher conversions in the last part of the checkout. And that's because also the payment method is so embedded and so optimized for B2B, but also so embedded in our platform that it is performing much better than the other checkout methods. Welcome everybody to the third B2B e-commerce tech talk session. So for those who do not know me yet, my name is Arno. I'm the chief product officer at Sana Commerce. And I always had the wish to have a monthly gathering of people in IT and tech, let's say the enthusiasts talking about the IT topics, helping each other on trends, because uh, yeah, that's what I want and what I like to do as a actually graduated computer engineer back in the days. For those that were not there last, Two times, the concept is very straightforward. Every month we cover yeah, one or two agenda topics based on what's going on on the market or what we hear from customers, giving you the opportunity to ask any questions to me or to Emily. And maybe you want to share some experience by yourself, anything that can help the others in the virtual room. So if you apply for the series, because it's a monthly thing, you will receive an agenda every time the week before we have another tech talk. So you can actually also decide on what topics are interesting for you to follow or to join. And you can just do that by, by clicking on the link in the agenda invitation, which we will send. So don't worry if you do not make it. We are recording this session. We have both video and audio, and it will be shared on YouTube or on the different podcast channels as well. So welcome, Emily. Nice to have you again here in the studio. Thank you, Arno. Nice chatting with you again. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm the Director of Customer Success for Sana Commerce. I'll be your moderator today. That means I will allow you to ask questions. Please feel free to put them in the chat. And when it's your turn, I'll ask you to unmute so we can have a conversation actually. Don't be afraid to also put questions that are a bit out of topic. If we don't have time to tackle them today, we will use them for input for a future tech talk. And something I just want to mention right now before we forget, the session of the 4th of August uh, will be cancelled due to holidays. Let's all take some time off. And we'll be back on the 1st of September. Nice. Today, I asked Arno if we could start a bit differently than usual, because we've spent some time with our customers, we've spent some time with internal employees to identify a bit what are the reasons why you are investing in e-commerce platforms and we built what we call an outcome framework, which is like an overview of all the different reasons that people like you or like your colleagues invest in e-commerce platforms. And we are building this framework to help you be successful. So what I want to do today with Arno, I want to talk a bit about these main goals and especially focus on the first one. And the first one is about increasing revenue. Of course, a lot of you are going for e-commerce to encourage your customers to buy online, to buy more, to upsell more easily and cross-sell, and to drive higher conversions. And that's an important topic. Just as a teaser, the other topics we identify as important were driving customer loyalty and improving the experience for your customers. That's one I hear very often, actually, from our customers. Working efficiently and cutting costs, acquiring new customers, discovering new markets, and developing your brand image. But like I said, Today, we focus on the first pillar about increasing revenue. And well, I want to ask Arno, because this 
might sound to you more like a sales target revenue, but we do believe that IT managers can contribute to that. Yeah, no, definitely. So there are different things on uh, on how to achieve that, or at least what we are seeing by working with customers. And yeah, the first thing is we're trying actually to educate IT leaders to become more, let's say, like a business navigator than just, let's say, hey, a problem solver or something. Yeah, work really together with your salespeople, with the business together and see if you can, let's say, bring technology and the ideas that the business has together. And to give a couple of concrete examples is, yeah, sometimes, or at least what we see, when talking to customers or joining these kind of conversations is that these two worlds are not always that close to each other, living really in their uh, in their own departments or even in their own rooms or offices. And yeah, now from home, maybe the distance in some cases, if people are still working from a hybrid mode, is uh, still far away. But the point that I want to make is bringing these two worlds into one room can generate nice ideas. So for example, we had conversations with customers that they say, hey, yeah, we want to do this kind of a promotion, but yeah, this is probably technically not feasible. That idea can just stay there in the business and say, hey, this is not possible. We will never do it like that and so on and so on. And it will never happen. But the IT manager knows the systems better and also knows, for example, the combination of the different tools in the landscape. Say, hey, but maybe we can solve it like this and this, right? So it can be a very complex promotion or something. Yeah, now with SANA, we, of course, believe in integrated e-commerce or ERP e-commerce. So most of the time, these IT managers also know the backend systems really well. And they can really do this mapping or saying, hey, but I believe there is something like this. Or, hey, I've seen this promotion or this kind of structure that we can use in the ERP to do to try a new type of pricing, for example. And that's sometimes how these ideas start generating. But it can also be the other way around. Actually, last I joined a session with a customer. Sales was already believing for a long time in a certain pricing model. And for B2B, sometimes that can become quite complex and, and, and sometimes can, you know, if that's 10, 20 year old company, it can grow its own way, you know, like a tree can get really big and also complex at some point in time. And it was also actually technical challenge to keep up with that complex model, right? But on the other hand, it was also, since it was so complex, people were leaving the company, like the old sales managers and so on. It was totally not transferable or something in the mind of other people. So actually there, the IT manager also came with a solution saying, hey, yeah, we also move it to another system. Let's also take this opportunity to, to simplify things. And yeah, what do you think? They simplify more or less this pricing model and doing so they had a much better results in the end because it was easy explainable. So this big complex thing, which was living for years was even not so good anymore, right? So bringing these worlds together, business and IT is, I think, something that is step number one. And one of the reasons is to get really the maximum out of your landscape, I think, that you're having already in your company, IT landscape I'm talking about. And to be maybe a bit more concrete for those of you listening, what are initiatives or features that you think can help boost sales on the e-commerce platform that the IT department could help set up? Yeah, so one big thing is B2B e-commerce especially is all about, where there's a huge difference with B2C is also about repeat orders, for example, or returning customers. That is something totally different. And you really need to understand that it is a different business than that you need to run, right? It's different way of running your shop or your store that you have maybe a thousand customers that are ordering multiple times a day or a hundred thousand customers that ordering once in a lifetime or once in a year or something, you know? So that's a different story. So one of the things that is then very central or helpful is the power of the order history to do also as a starting point to do repeat orders. I have to really make sure that this is available for the B2B buyers and that it's a starting point for creating a new order. 
most beautiful thing, of course, is also to have it not only from the e-commerce history, because not all, especially in the beginning, nobody has actually an e-commerce history in the, in the B2B portal, right? If you're just starting, that needs to be built over time. So how beautiful is it if you can take that history also from offline orders? And that's definitely something we are supporting in the platform. But sometimes these, let's say, areas are not well known in the, at the sales team that you say, hey, yeah, but that can also be an opportunity, right? But the IT manager knows, you know, yeah, okay, we have an ERP that's full of data, right? He is totally aware of it. So use that order history and use it as a starting point for repeat orders, ordering online. So the second example that I want to give is to enable the business to do testing for conversion optimization. So you can think about many different uh, angles in this way, but you can think of, let's say, changing different data or fields that you're showing on a certain product, for example. And nowadays, we also create a lot of tooling inside Sana, but bringing, let's say, the data from Google Analytics, as well as PBIC. And this is one of the, yeah, let's say it's like Google Analytics, but running in a company that's really specialized in analytics, together with the ERP data, online and offline e-commerce data, of course of uh, transactional data and also data from Sanacom. So we put it all in a big mixture and uh, get nice insights from it. But one of the things is that you can get them from that insight is that say, hey, why is this product converting better than another one? Or why is this converting in, in a certain market better than another one? And it can be as simple as that some customers are looking for certain pieces of information which is missing or which is, if you're talking about a multi-regional center, which was poorly translated, for example. And these are then, let's say, focus area where you can quickly make optimizations directly, right? So, and if you give these reporting or these insights to your business or to the people that are responsible for it, I think they can really quickly do this testing and optimize for converting stuff. So that's one angle on it, maybe more on the product side. It's also about on the checkout, yeah, what kind of fields do you ask? What do you want to know from your customers? Also, Sana, there is a flexibility there, of course, and you could try out, okay, hey, maybe we should do a little bit less of the things that we need for an order. We try to see if we can optimize that. Or sometimes you also need to supply extra information. It can also be the other way around. Yeah, so maybe add a small banner to, to convince somebody or to let them know, okay, this is important or this is where you can pick it up or just to make the person ordering uh, feel comfortable that the, that the thing will be, will be there. Yeah, another one some list promotions in b2b that can be of course also quite sophisticated at some point in time but it's also that the it manager probably to help because he knows the system and also the capabilities and often what i see is the erps nowadays offer such a broad feature set of all things that they can handle and we are utilizing that of course with sana but a lot of customers are not even utilizing that just in the erp so that can also be a very nice starting point of exploring or trying new things Sometimes certain ERPs also have a whole retail module. Yeah, it sounds like, hey, you can only use it for retail, but you can actually use this functionality also for B2B activities. Why not, right? Make really complex mix and match promotions, for example, that's easy to try out, right? That's no, no development needed or something like that. It's just something that you can start right away. You yeah. mentioned also when we talked about it, you mentioned we have something new also coming about helping customers figuring out how to recommend other products. No, yeah, definitely. So I was talking about the reporting that we have now. We have it already now for, I think, a year or maybe two years in the product. Sorry, I cannot remember the exact launch date, but uh, Sana Commerce Insights is there in the product for a while. Uh, once again, gathering that 
overview, that insights from all those different information channels, uh, the ERP, on and offline data, click uh, behavior, and so on. Now, the cool thing that we have now this data is that we also can create beautiful recommendations. And that's actually something we're going to launch soon based on machine learning. Let's say so we can provide and this big bucket of data because that is always what machine learning, let's say, and algorithms really like. You know, the more data you have, the better models you can create, etc. Or the better you can feed those models and the better results come out of it. And we have really optimized them for B2B and we're testing them now in to certain customers as a proof of concept, but we are yeah, more than ready to ship that soon somewhere this quarter. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, technically how that is functioning. Yeah, once again, we are not only looking at the data that is coming from the online ordering, but also from offline. And we are also not only looking at, let's say, okay, if you order every day on Wednesday, this product, okay, yeah, then probably you need this as well. But we are also looking at, okay, how... How is the composition of shopping carts or big orders, let's say, from customers and other customers that we can learn from that and then propose that to the B2B buyer so that they, yeah, hopefully also they'll forget less to order, right? Because I think in B2B, that can be really frustrating. Yeah, B2C as well, but in B2B, I think even more. So yeah, imagine if you are in, in business, for example. Yeah, last week we had also a podcast with Jauk and he explained a case with one of our customers it's called AXO. They supply paint to painters, you know, and imagine if they need to go to a job to paint a house for a customer, right? And they order the paint, but they forget all the other things that you need to do the job, right? So sounds obvious, but happens a lot. And for paint, maybe it sounds still easy or you need to know that you need a brush as well and something else. But of course, if the things that you're ordering are getting more complex, I don't know, an engine or something and you need some some special stuff or an air conditioning and you need to install that in the home and you need all different things or solar panels needs to go on the roof and you need all those different kind of connectors or whatsoever yeah you do not want to arrive there and say to customer oh no sorry i need to drive back to the store or another shipment needs to come that is not what you what you want right so that's why the power of recommendations is i think even more important in B2B than in B2C. Yeah, I've seen also recently I spoke to a customer that sells filters and well, spare parts also for these filters and their customers don't know which spare parts to select unless yeah. they advise them based on the filters they have. So I think that's also where IT can play a role in, in guiding the customers to the right products. Correct, correct. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, that's quite a lot of things that the IT managers can do to contribute to increasing revenue with the e-commerce platform. So thank you for these highlights. Before we go to the next topic, well, actually, why we talked about increasing revenue is also because we wanted to talk about one of our new products that we launched recently, mm-hmm. or relaunched recently, which is called SanaPay. Exactly. So, can you tell us more about it? Yes, of course. So, SanaPay is actually Sana's in-house payment offering. So, we really transformed into a payment service provider. We use Adyen as our technology partner, but we are really a PSP on its own because we are handling everything end-to-end for our customers, which means that we are there for you. And we are maybe two steps back. Why we started this actually to build this is the fact that we saw many B2B companies struggling with online payments. First of all, it's not so very common. Second of all, it's still for the majority of our customer base, let's say sometimes difficult to, to select a payment service provider to do online payment, to go through all the paperwork, because which one you all choose, there is always quite some uh, things you need to deliver, you know, information about your company or which bank account, all that stuff. 
And last but not least, yeah, most of the suppliers out there are not optimized for B2B, right? They are very optimized for B2C, where it is very common. We already do online payments for many, many years. There are also lots of different payments methods on the market there, credit cards, ideal, so forth, and you can name them. But for B2B, it's a little bit different. So that's why we started this whole journey, and we did a couple of things. So first of all, we created or optimized the add-on also for B2B. So what we did is, for example, we introduced also features which are really handy for B2B. One of the things we are doing is that it will automatically select based on the locked-in user or the user that is the B2B buyer, based on the location that we only show the payment methods that are applicable for them. So that's a nice, easy thing. The second thing what we are doing or offering as well is that if you are more in a situation that in business that you say, hey, I need to buy this, but my boss needs to pay for it, then we have a feature called, for example, pay by link so that you, you can complete the checkout, but we will generate an email link that will be sent to your boss, for example, and he or she can just do the payment things. So that's one thing. We're also working on other things like, yeah, B2B can also be about a big amount, right? It's not only... I think still the average, let's say, for B2C ordering is around 100 euros for B2B. In our statistics, right, around 1,000 euros. So that's a big, of course, 10 times more, but still not so big. We also have orders, let's say, from 20 or 30K or something. And sometimes you cannot always pay that just uh, with, of course, one card. Yeah. So we have also, uh, we are currently working also, for example, multi-card payments. So that, yeah, with two, three cards, you can do a transaction. And then you say, yeah, why not paying on the invoice or why not? stimulate that. And that's, I think, the, the the main reason also for our customers to go to it because there are actually two. One is it's about conversion enablement. If you, for example, open your store for maybe a bigger or larger customer base, you do not always want to introduce directly this customer base or connect this customer base to just to pay by on invoice, right? Because there can be a risk. You do not have that relationship yet. Imagine that you open in another region or something. It's just new. It's maybe a little bit scary. Then starting with not on payment on invoice, but working with a payment service provider, like we offer with Sana Pay, is I think a very good solution to start because it's completely safe. You know, you know, you're for sure that you get your money and is being paid for and so on. So, so that is reason number one. But the second one is that also custom or the B2B buyers, including myself, we are seeing a trend that they like to do actually online payments directly. And that is mostly because of the, uh, MasterCard, of course, this did a nice analysis around it lately or in the beginning of this year is that they also see this trend that these online payments are, uh, credit card payments, for example, are increasing. That's because of the cyber fraud, right? Because with a lot of fake invoices and all those things, there is also a lot of troubles going on, right? So even I, I receive them sometimes as well, and, and they are going to look more and more like if it's coming from one of my colleagues or something, hey, Arno, I just purchased this. Can you prove it? Can you pay it, etc. So I say, hey, that's one, it takes time. And second, it's also dangerous, right? So for me personally, also, if I need to order something, maybe still for running in the big business, maybe ordering laptops for somebody or doing something else directly with the credit card because it's done and I know it's settled. So that's pretty easy. So it's also about the safety for you as a company and the B2B buyers, right? And that's why we see growing trends also in our own numbers of online payments, even in B2B. And we see also the frequency of orders is increasing. So it's not only orders that are being placed, let's say once a week and then a huge one, and it's a lot of No, they just, since shipments going so fast nowadays, multiple times a day and then you can just do that with credit card it's pretty easy because 
Another feature that we're doing is we have a wallet so that with B2B you can maybe have a couple of credit cards or, or different payment methods that you want to keep so that you not every time have to fill it in. And that is also something we are offering. Actually, we already have customers using Senna Pay because yeah, uh, true. we've been uh, having it for, for a while. Yeah. And I think more than 20 customers already using it. Yeah, so no, yeah. see yeah. quite a significant improvement to their web store. Performance. No, definitely. Yeah, so we have even more customers already on it, but we have seen around 38% less abandoned cart, let's say so. So higher conversions in the last part of the checkout. And that's because also the payment method is so embedded and so optimized for B2B, but also so embedded in our platform that it is performing much better than the other checkout methods. So that's already great results. And besides of that, we also see that these customers in general are more successful in B2B e-commerce. And we have two different things we are measuring from that or indicators. One is the amount or let's say the percentage in online and offline ordering. And of course, we are stimulating that online ordering for our customers. And we see that they are scoring much higher percentages than people that are not using Sana Pay. And the other one is just pure on the GMV. So the amount of revenue that's mm-hmm. going through the store. There's also a huge difference in, in customers that are using Sana Pay and customers that are not doing any online payments. So yeah, it's definitely a proof point that there is a lot of potential in online payments also for B2B. It's actually, it's easy to try out. It's well not, it's, you just pay per transaction. So there's no upfront investment so whatsoever. Um, you can start today and that's the easy one. I know that we also have two flavors. Yes. Sanapay, Sanapay Plus. So can you explain to us a bit what are the two flavors? Yeah, actually, yeah. So while developing Sanapay, we also made it, let's say, even better for the customers that need it. So that's mostly the benefit, not for the B2B buyers they are serving, but more for our customers. So you to more automate the processes around payments. because. We are always evangelizing the way of integration and that is so important that to make that we're connecting the SANA commerce or the e-commerce to the EP systems or the backend systems. But now with the payment solution, there's another way that's SANA Pay. You know, it's another solution where you do the transactions and so on. So with all others, other solutions in the market, it's always like, okay, you need to log in and at least two or three systems. You know, you have the e-commerce platform, then you have the payment service provider to see if the payments are okay, statuses. Sometimes there is some integration. Sometimes you need to build it. I see a lot of customers where they have built, you know, import exports to do, for example, reconsolidation. So I had to see, hey, can you map a payment to a transaction to an order, for example, and so on. So that is happening a lot but it's also so much time manual work and that i think especially in things related to finance processes can be easily automated and that's what we did with sana pay so in general all processes around the payment that can happen so if you need to cancel a payment or if you need to add a little bit more i will talk about that later on in b2b that happens a lot we will make sure that it is all automated so the e-commerce, the backend system, ERP system, and the payment systems is talking the same language continuously. You do not need any manual work to synchronize it. So it's seamless and it's automated. Everything is happening there. And that comes also with a monthly fee. So Sana Pay Plus is with a monthly fee, but I think it's definitely worth it because it saves the finance department, especially if you have quite some orders, huh? let's say a couple of hundred orders per month already on online paid, and you will definitely can make the business case to go for it because uh, yeah, it will all do these automated processes. So I have, for example, one thing with B2B is that sometimes the order can change. Customers still 
sending a message or saying, hey, I, or editing the order, saying, hey, I need not four laptops, but I need six. And then also this can be out because we have the, the payment details. It can be it's all automatically being done and that the extra payments being charged. It can also be the other way around so that they do not need six, but four. So then you'll need to give money back, for example, or charge less. All those scenarios are all taken care of. And that is, I think, really beneficial for our customers. Now, maybe just a more um, simple question, but yeah. is a setup available for all countries or where is it available? Yeah, so no, it's different regions that we're currently supporting. So in Europe, North America, Australia and Singapore are now the first regions that we are supporting Sanapay. But we are extending that, let's say, release after release. It's just a matter of time, I think, that we have more. But yeah, these are also our biggest markets. So I think chance will be pretty high that you will be in that region. Yeah. But this is like the regions where we support Sanapay, but that doesn't mean that customers from other regions cannot pay on this website. Exactly. Yeah. So in terms of payment methods, I believe we support more than 150 or something all over the world. So it's more about, since we are now a PSP, it's all, yeah, you need to set up things per region to make that happen. It's all legally and, and technical things involved. But for the B2B buyers, it's uh, so for your customers, they can come from all places in the world because we are supporting Huge amount of, yeah, I think every payment method that you can imagine. Yeah. Something interesting that we didn't touch upon Sana Pay is also solving some pains. And what are the advantages of, of using Sana Yeah, so we touched upon a little bit, but the maybe to remember a little bit. So we embed the payments, huh? so it's also really mobile friendly. We use the tokenized payments or what we call also the wallet. So you can save your card information from different credit cards or, or debit cards into your My Account section. Uh, sometimes with B2B that can have a couple of cards, of course. Pay by email to send an, uh, a request to your boss, for example, to pay something. A localization so that only the payment methods, uh, because if you have 150 for all those different regions and countries, it's not what you want to show to your B2B buyers. It should be just one or two that they can choose from, which are particularly good for that region. And of course, we are fully certified. So we're following all the standards like PSD2 and PCI, of course, all that stuff is taken care of. So you will be in good hands. Everything is secure and audited. Thank you. Anything else you wanted to add about Sanapay or no, I think increasing revenue? I think it's a starting point. Let's say once again, Looking at our numbers from our customer base, B2B payments or online payments is at the beginning, but we see really a, a trend that it is growing rapidly. And once again, it's it's about the issues around cybersecurity, but also just the convenience, just to, to pay something and the opportunity for you as a customer to open new markets quickly and to try out. And yeah, once again, you can just start with it today. There is just a little paperwork to do. And once again, also that is why we do it end-to-end because we optimize it really we know what to ask for B2B companies and we have the knowledge, of course, of our customer base. So yeah, we made it really easy and convenient. And I think that's just what you need to do, right? Yeah, I agree. Cool. If there are any other topics, maybe there is a question. I'm checking. We don't have any questions for now. Yeah. And otherwise, yeah, leave anything in the chat. If you have any questions or new topics for the next time, we can definitely look into that. And with the new one in September, we will put something online or in the agenda on what topics we will cover then. I think we are, I heard we're going to talk about the new research. Ah, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> okay, cool. And of course, we have still four other pillars on the value yeah. realization. 
our outcome framework to cover. So that is also always good to talk about. Yes. All right. Then thank you very much. Thank you. And um, see you next time. See you next time.